0: Every single person we connected with reported feeling overwhelmed in this season of their lives. For us, what this underscores are two things. One is the opportunity for brands to be sensitive to this feeling of overwhelm and consider that context in their messaging, their creative and their marketing plans. And number two is the research points to an opportunity to be part of the solution to all of this overwhelm instead of the problem.
1: and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, Mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter.
2: Hello listeners, it's your host Katrina McArthur. Today on the show we are talking to the General Manager of Healthline Parenthood. I had the pleasure of meeting Drea Barnes, our upcoming guest, whilst I was in New York last year and I heard a great presentation with some really interesting research around expectant and new mothers. And I was really keen to share that with you. So today we are going to be talking about. What is keeping mums awake at night? What are the key worries in her life? And I think that you're going to find this quite fascinating. Our guest today is Drea Barnes, Head of Healthline Parenthood, which is a new resource filled with health information for new and expectant parents. I wanted to welcome you to the show, Drea. It's great to have you here.
0: Katrina, thank you so much for having me. Um, It was so lovely to meet you at the Marketing to Moms conference back in October, Um, and I've since been so inspired by your book. So it's a pleasure here to be uh, talking with you today.
2: Oh, thank you. So, yeah, look, we did. We actually met. Um, we were both speaking at a conference last October. Uh, you were actually launching Healthline Parenthood at that stage, and I was launching my new book, The Mother of All Opportunities. I wanted to firstly congratulate you on a very successful launch. And secondly, I'd love you to explain for our listeners who might not be aware of Healthline Parenthood, can you tell us a little bit about what you do?
0: Sure. Well, first, Katrina, thank you so much for um, the congrats. It's an exciting day. We launched the day that we spoke at that conference. So it was a a big moment for us. To start with, I'd be glad to give you a little context first about Healthline, which is the largest health information property on the web. We reach 250 million unique visitors worldwide each month.
2: That's huge.
0: Yeah, it's really, really massive scale. We offer through Healthline evidence-based content about every health condition that exists. But what's really unique about Healthline is that we connect with our audience at every step of what is ultimately a person's very personal health journey. And we do that with a lot of empathy and a lot of humanity. And we saw in this space that we had a sizable audience of expecting and new parents coming to Healthline every day for answers to their questions about everything from fertility to pregnancy to those early days of parenthood. And through what ended up being quite a bit of consumer insights work, We also ID'd some white space in the market to address the needs of parents as opposed to just the needs of a new baby. And there's a big opportunity to really meet expecting a new parent where they are. So in 2019, we assembled a really wonderful team and we launched Healthline Parenthood in October. This is a digital resource for a new generation of parents who really understand how big the magnitude really of this transition in their lives and its impact specifically on their well-being. Our goal as a brand is to help parents take care of themselves so that they can take care of their families. And as GM of this initiative, I'm responsible for all aspects of the business, from our brand strategy to our audience growth to delivering our revenue and profitability. Uh, I work with a really amazing and talented cross-functional team to make that happen.
2: Fantastic. Now, today I am really wanting to talk to you and delve into what is keeping mums awake at night. And I know that at the conference you were talking about some research that you had undertaken last year, 2019, over 1,500 mothers to understand, you know, what are the core stresses for today's mums? And that's really what I'm keen to see if we can delve into today in our interview. So before I actually ask my question, I actually want to ask something of my listeners. So I want to ask you, those that are listening to this episode, what do you think is keeping mums awake at night? You know, what do you think that they are really worried about? Now, I want you to hold that thought and I'm going to ask Drea now, in your research, what was the number one thing that was keeping moms awake at night, and and what's the biggest worry in her life?
0: Yeah, well, it's a great question, and I love the irony of the way you framed it. The thing keeping moms awake at night is actually their sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the number one concern from the new parents we surveyed. It's also the key issue where people didn't know where to turn for help, which speaks to a massive unmet need and also a really big opportunity.
2: Mm, Absolutely. I wonder how many of our listeners actually guessed that one correctly. So Drea, why do you think that so many mums are actually worried about their sleep? And just on that, Was your research sample limited to mums of, you know, new babies and toddlers, or was this something that you were seeing impacting other mothers, perhaps with school-aged children?
0: Sure. So, well, thinking back to this chapter as a new parent myself, I think it's the one thing that I myself was really unprepared for. And it's not only that new mothers are worried about this lack of sleep, it's that they're really just hugely deprived of it. So fundamental. Um, it's clear in our, that our research participants really felt the same way that I did. Without sleep, literally everything suffers. Your physical health, your mental health, your patients, for one, your relationships, the list goes on. And our research in this instance focused on parents with children under the age of two. There was actually a study that came out in this, this past spring by the Sleep Research Society that says that new moms don't actually fully recover from that shock of sleep deprivation until their child is six years old. which is wild I mean that's a really long time
2: (laughs) that's that's a really interesting comment I'm really interested in that I I would love to see if we could actually get a link to uh, to that study because I can share it with our listeners Uh, at Marketing to Mums we've also done some research and we're seeing that the average mum is getting less than six hours sleep and it really doesn't seem to matter what the age of her child is so so really really interesting ours ours really collaborates with that so I'm now wanting to turn our attention to what else is worrying mums. You know, I'm curious to know what polled in second and third and fourth as to mum's biggest concerns and worries.
0: Yeah. So at number two was their mental health. Three was nutrition and four was fitness.
2: Wow. Okay. Uh, Look, sadly, I'm not actually surprised to see mental health poll really quite so highly. I mean, my observations are that today's mums have never had so many demands and expectations placed upon them. We've actually just been doing some research into the state of motherhood here in Australia, specifically looking at millennial mothers, and it became very evident to us when I've gone through the research is that mums are feeling really unsupported by brands and the government and I guess basically by society in general. (music)
1: Marketing to Mums, the podcast, is proudly brought to you by the Marketing to Mums Assessment. This personalized diagnostic report will help you understand how your brand is currently performing in your Marketing to Mums activities. The Marketing to Mums Assessment will clearly identify your gaps and opportunities and provide you with a series of recommendations to attract, engage and convert more mothers and their families to your business. You can find out more about Marketing to Mums Assessment on the website at www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash assessment.
2: To me, it seems like there's this incredible opportunity for brands that they could actually play a role in supporting mum and having a more positive mental health. And I'm, I'd am i be keen to actually understand, is this something that you looked at in your research and did you kind of uncover any real opportunities for brands?
0: Yeah. So I love this question. I think everything you're saying resonates with me a lot because this was very aligned with our findings. I also agree that there's a huge opportunity for brands to meet consumers where they are. Uh, In addition to the 1,500 new parents we surveyed, we did a deep qualitative and quantitative research study with which we published the Healthline Parenthood Report, which was released in December. There was an ethnography segment as part of that, which was a study with 36 brand new parents with whom we connected regularly over the course of a a full week through lots of video interviews, journaling, and Q&A. And what I'm getting to is that in that segment of research, there was a single finding that really, really stood out to it as it relates to this question. Every single person we connected with reported feeling overwhelmed in this season of their lives. What's more, this overwhelm was the only consistent feeling parents shared from one person to the next, which is really remarkable. Otherwise, it was this time for a huge range of emotions from fear to love to growth to anger to frustration to joy, you name it. But really, what for us, what this underscores uh, are two things. One is the opportunity for brands to be sensitive to this feeling of overwhelm and consider that context in their messaging, their creative, and their marketing plans. And number two is the research points to an opportunity to be part of the solution to all of this overwhelm instead of the problem. Approaches, in our view, could include acknowledging the challenges of this chapter, guiding new parents to ask for help, um, or really just trying to instill clarity, confidence, and support in marketing messages. I know overwhelm does not equal diagnosable mental health problems, but just the sort of significance and consistency of this emotion really spoke to us in that there's a clear need for us to be doing something differently, the way we're connecting with new parents.
2: Oh, well, I couldn't agree more, but I, I think what I'm taking from what you're actually saying, Drea, is that we need brands to display and demonstrate more empathy and acknowledge how mums are feeling and dads too and and new dads also. Tria, I'm keen to also talk about this, your second and fourth greatest worry, which was fitness and nutrition. But was this mum's own fitness and nutrition that they were worried about or was it their children's fitness and nutrition that they were concerned about?
0: So remarkably, it's their own fitness and nutrition that mothers are concerned with at this stage. We think this is in part because people don't know where to turn for help. When it comes to a baby, parents have really solid resources in their pediatrician or seasoned parent friends or a grandparent. But for moms, both fitness and nutrition tend to go by the wayside when a baby comes into the picture, which is probably not surprising to any of us who are, who are moms. But we're seeing that as big as that $100 billion wellness industry is here in the U.S., there aren't great resources for new parents that make this proposition of eating well and exercising a straightforward experience at all, particularly one that feels manageable while we're kind of all in survival mode with new babies at home.
2: Mm, it's really interesting. You know, uh, out of all of these top worries, which are keeping mums awake at night, none of them seem to relate to the kids. And uh, I find this really fascinating because we have seen this same shift in the Australian market over the last three years really. So back in 2016, marketing to mums research found that the number one thing keeping mums awake at night was actually the health and well-being of their children. Now we've repeated that study late last year and found that the number one thing keeping mums awake at night was actually concerns over their finances. So we've seen this really quite, quite profound shift and I'd really love to get your opinion, Drea, about why you think it is that we're seeing this global shift in mum's worries and how marketers might use this insight to assist their communications?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Katrina. I think it's so interesting too that the shift seems to be so recent. I think the shift from a parent's worries being about the baby to worries about other other things, speaks in some ways to a positive shift in terms of access to information. So there's so much info available when it comes to baby care right now. Echoing kind of my earlier point, you can find solid advice on taking care of your baby from so many credible sources, your pediatrician, family, media. Our our hypothesis is it's not that new parents are caring less about their baby's development by any stretch. is that they know where to turn for information and insight on those topics, but even for parents who are seeking baby-focused info, we heard from 52% of our survey respondents that the resources that exist out there on the whole are too focused on baby's needs, even when they're seeking. This is ironic, right? Even when they're seeking information about their baby. Really, the the nuance there is that they want information that speaks to them, the consumer, the person who's up asking questions into the abyss of Google in the middle of the night um, that speaks to them as a whole person, not just the narrow slice of them that's a mom or dad, which is a little bit of a different take on sort of how the, the magnitude of these concerns is really how they're being answered. And now the questions that we're hearing more about, like relationships or finances, for example, is where reliable answers and insights may not be as available to people at this chapter of their lives. And in part, that's why we launched Healthline Parenthood. Uh, we wanted to create a place where parents could access evidence-based information that covers really the full spectrum of what it means to become a parent.
2: Mm, I, I think that makes actually a lot of sense. I agree entirely. There is so much emphasis placed on the baby and there is so much information on settling, on feeding, et cetera, but there isn't a lot. Are available for new parents, and I would actually say for new dads as well. You know, I think that that's really a big opportunity there for for brands as well. Drea, I'm really curious. Did your research look at pregnant women? And if so, what were some of your key findings? I guess, you know, what I'm really trying to delve at, have you got any stats or insights which would make our listeners who are marketers and business owners, you know, really sit up and take some notice?
0: Yes, we absolutely did do some research with pregnant women. In the quantitative research we did for the Healthline Parenthood report, half of the 6,600 respondents that we heard from were expecting parents. So there were two interesting themes that bubbled up there that I'd love to highlight for you here in in response to this question. One is the first thing really relates to how expecting moms think about prioritizing their own health and wellness. For us, we saw an immediate and increased emphasis that pregnant women place on their own nutrition. 93% of our respondents said that eating well was very important to them while pregnant versus 75% from before they were trying to get pregnant. And this was the top-rated wellness priority during pregnancy, which is really interesting. And then another interesting finding is how important it is for these respondents to prioritize doctor visits to manage their pre-existing conditions. 90% said it was very important. Uh, And this is really interesting insight in particular for health and pharma marketers It speaks to the fact that for many people, pregnancy is really a single facet of the average expecting parents' broader health concerns. So there's more dimension to a person's health than, you know, I'm just pregnant or I just have this condition. The combination of managing more than one becomes a complicating factor, which I thought was really, really compelling. And then the second theme is how expecting parents' perspectives on what and how they buy shifts. Expecting moms are significantly more research-driven and discerning about safety and quality than they were before they became pregnant. Uh, 50% of our respondents said that they researched the safety of a brand or product, including paying attention to ingredient lists and quality of those ingredients more than they did before they were pregnant. And 40% spend more time researching products online versus before they were pregnant. So these are two really significant kind of themes that really uh, inform the perspective Marketers, we think of how pregnancy changes the way people think.
2: Yeah, look, I I certainly see that they're very research driven. Uh, I know that they're really trying to, they're on a very steep learning curve and wanting to learn as much as they can. So they're very information hungry. That's certainly something we see also. Mm
1: Your podcast host, Katrina McArthur, has launched her second book. Called The Mother of All Opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers, and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast-track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon.
2: Now, Drea, we've actually got a large number of marketers from Australia and the US in particular who tune into the show. I mean, they come from around the world, but those two two locations in particular. From your perspective, what do you believe that brands are getting wrong in their communications with mothers and how can brands better support mothers?
0: Mm. Well, we saw that there are three things that are contributing to parents' concerns and making them feel really disconnected from advertising and marketing. In fact, Our Research showed that 42% of the people we spoke to said that advertising and marketing is not geared toward people like me, which is a pretty sweeping statement, but it does speak to a great opportunity to connect more deeply. And one way brands can better support mothers is simply by reflecting the reality of modern families and the diversity of people and experiences that that encompasses. Very often we see in marketing the depiction of very straight, pretty white, (laughs) mom, dad, baby dynamic, when in reality families today are diverse, often within a single family unit itself. Feeling connected really starts with representation and feeling seen. And I mean that very specifically by representing a variety of races, ethnicities, and family dynamics. Another way brands can better support mothers is by playing to the middle. And by that, often advertising and marketing depict a polarity in the picture of parenthood that's either really perfect or barely keeping it together, and it seems like those extreme depictions are what we see a lot of. But as we all know, real life is somewhere in between, and marketers, in our view, are apt to connect with consumers more authentically by reflecting all of the shades of gray that exist in between those extremes. And then last but not least, marketers can better support mothers by being more specific I heard a wonderful speaker last week who's the founder of a very different kind of business, uh, but something she said really, really resonated. She talked about how she is marketing to a quote-unquote nation of a niche, and that really reflects how we think about connecting with parents at Healthline Parenthood. In order to connect, we need to meet them where they are. For us, we do that with the breadth and depth of content that answers their very specific questions and acknowledges their very specific experiences. But marketers, I think, could really benefit from a similar approach.
2: Mm, really interesting tips. We're certainly seeing here in Australia that mothers are demanding more diversity and brands are pretty slow to bring that on. We've got a couple of standout brands that do so and they get richly rewarded for it. But I also really liked your comment about meeting them in the middle, that we often see the you know perfect mum or the mum that is completely not holding it together and there's not that kind of everyday middle ground that's covered. So I, I really, really like that. Now, just following on from that, what are three tips that you would give them if they wanted to attract more mothers to their brand?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, first, I, I, I said it a different way before, but I'd start rep- by representing modern moms and their situations. For example, we learned in our, you know, we know from our research that 32% of millennial moms are not married. But again, resources that exist out there often look very traditional and reflect that two-parent household. Obviously, this is just one example, but reality is often far from the traditional picture of a family that sort of June Cleaver, uh, you know, old-fashioned paradigm that we know. And reflecting that range of people and experiences can help marketers immediately attract new and broader audiences. Next, I'd say consider context. So whether marketing baby products or lifestyle services to a new parent, the broader context of a mom's life is hugely important. Often when an expecting or new parent reaches us on Healthline Parenthood, they're up doing what we call the midnight Google They're sleepless, they're up at all hours worrying about something, probably lit up by the glow of their phone, uh, potentially while they're holding a colicky six-week-old in their arms. And as many insights as we can glean to help paint that picture of that full context for us more clearly, the more information we have to understand the consumer's experience and connect with her more deeply. And then last but not least, I'd say meet the consumer where they are by acknowledging their experience. Um, This one seems really simple, but I think this goes a really long way. The midnight Google scenario I just outlined is an example of the kind of acknowledgement that we think is really important. While this mom I described might be Googling things like colic or sleep regression, our recognition of how overwhelmed, confused, and exhausted she's feeling is the thing that's really helping Healthline Parenthood connect on a deeper level. And we're hearing that a lot in our audience feedback. Uh, So I'd give similar advice to brands. And I'd also suggest that you not need to go it alone. Partner with like-minded publishers who have purpose and deliver quality and also offer your brand reach and performance expertise.
2: I love that. There's a real call to getting back to basics and really understanding your customer a little bit more deeply. And that's certainly the opportunity that I see for brands here in Australia as well. Now, Tria, if people wanted to learn more about you or Healthline Parenthood, what's the best way for them to get in touch?
0: Yeah, sure. So I would recommend um, checking out healthline.com slash parenthood and also a little plug to register for our newsletter. You'll be invited to do that as soon as you check it out. You can also follow us on Instagram at at HL Parenthood. And then for me, I'd, of course, welcome the connection on LinkedIn. I'd be glad to talk about marketing to moms, about Healthline Parenthood. Um, and with that, too, we have lots of great research and insights in our Healthline parent or Parenthood report uh, that our team has pulled together. So I would be thrilled to share more about that.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. Now, just for our listeners, I will make sure that all of those links go into the show notes so there'll be uh, an easy click away for you to get in contact with either Drea or Healthline Parenthood. Now, Drea, can I say thank you very much for the generosity in sharing your research insights with our listeners today? I really appreciate you being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast.
0: Katrina, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to chat with you. I've really enjoyed the opportunity to join you.
2: Wonderful. I really enjoyed recording that episode with Drea, I think Healthline Parenthood have got some really interesting insights around expectant and new mothers. And whilst it's US-based research, I think it's very much applicable in many overseas markets, including Australia. And I really encourage you to digest the insights that you've heard today from today's episode. To me, it's so clear that there's a massive opportunity here for brands who want to look to support new mums and new Dads, for that matter, and I challenge you to review your current communication strategy and see if it needs tweaking. Now what I have seen is that it's the small nuances, it's the small tweaks that are made to a strategy that can really make significant change and difference to the success of your brand and I encourage you to do so. Now if you've enjoyed today's episode I would love to ask you to please leave a review on your podcast site, Apple or whatever one that you use. I uh, love to read the reviews that we get and the feedback. It's always fantastic. And it also helps other people discover our show. So until next time, I'll see you later.
1: You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.